Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Matt Haycox. How are you, Matt? I'm good, buddy. Thank you very much for having me. I'm uh, all the way from Barbados on my Christmas holidays and birthday weekend. So, so I, I made sure of it that I'm going to bother you on your vacation. Are you? Not just a vacation, but my 40th birthday as well. But I'm still oh. taking time with you, buddy. Well, happy birthday. Thank you very much. Well, I'm so thankful and grateful that you came on the show, Matt. I'm I'm so excited and enthused to learn more about you. My first question is, I, I would love to know about your story, like from, you know, bankruptcy to the millionaire journey. Could you kind of talk about that? Yeah, of course. I mean, look, I guess my story goes back uh, – a lot longer than that, really. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd always been a, an entrepreneurial uh, kid, entrepreneurial teenager, uh, and I never knew what it was specifically I wanted to do, but I always knew that I wanted to be in business. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I guess uh, yeah, as, as, as a kid, I, I, I tried, you know, I wanted to try different ideas. You know, I, I was, I mean, we're talking 96, 97. So, you know, I think the first like business idea I ever did was to try and buy a domain name. Um, I mean, th- th- this is long back before uh, before every domain name has been, t- been taken up. And you know, I saw what a, fr- a friend of a friend did with SpiceGirls.com. And I thought I was going to do the same with, you know, NatalieAmbrulia.com. And uh, obviously didn't. <laughs> um, and, and then yeah, went on to work in a family business. Uh, and then uh, ultimately, you know, the, f- the first business that I was doing for myself, which, uh, you then moved on to success was in leisure uh, you know I, I worked in bars and clubs and pubs um, and uh, yeah, I think from probably being 21 22 to opening my first bar uh, it took to probably 24 25 till I, till I was successful at it uh, and I, I, I kind of created a model that worked um, yeah, I, I, uh, I had a brand I, I had an infrastructure and we scaled that business up from uh, you know from kind of 2004 to 2008 and and that was my I guess that was my big four-year journey really where you know I over those four years I created uh, nine or ten nightclubs 40 or 50 pubs I, at that point I was a, I was developing property I was um, I, I, I was uh, creating retail stores, food and beverage. You know, I mean, you name it. There, there was nothing I wasn't doing, but it, it was all it was all fueled by debt. Uh, you know, very very expensive, very short term debt, and um, abstained from responsibility. Uh, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, I uh, I signed my name to everything I was doing back then. But um, I guess it was my first foray into business. It was the the heady days of you know of the of the mid two thousands, credit credit was easily available. Deals were hungry to be done, uh, and and I created a far too over leveraged position for myself. And and we you know come on to two thousand and eight June, the you know the start of the credit crunch, uh, and and I I was pretty much one of the first casualties of it. And and literally in the space of a month. You know, I, I went from a, a group of national, if not international businesses, you know, with turnover of 45, 50 million pounds, uh, you know, a, a, a strong seven, if not eight figure net worth to literally 
abject bankruptcy overnight. And uh, I, I mean, you talk about a fast up and a fast down. I mean, that, that, that was that was ultimately as as, uh, as as quick as you can imagine. And, and I think from the start of my problems in in June, July two thousand and eight, I was declared personally bankrupt by September two thousand and eight. Uh, and 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 that and that, that was it. That was that was game over. And 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 it was it was time time for me to go back to the drawing board. But that's excellent that you didn't give up. So yeah, I mean, I I always get asked the question that you know how how did you kind of bring yourself back around from then? How, you know, how did how did you motivate yourself to, to to kind of get back going again? And for me, I, I don't really I don't ever really see it as a question of motivation because I, I don't really feel I, I ever had a choice. I mean, I was I'll have been 27, 28 years old at the time. Uh, I had a daughter who was about eighteen months old, uh, and and for me, it would just it was never even an option to to go and get a job for somebody else to you know to to, to not be able to put food on the table or or to not try again uh, and uh, you know learn from my mistakes and rebuild and and, and ultimately that's that's what I did uh, you know I spent I spent the next four or five years rebuilding in the in the leisure business again uh, and probably I mean we're in 2020 now I probably carried on with leisure until about 2012 2013 and by that point, I'd done 15 years of all night, all night working in bars and clubs, all all day, still running the businesses as well. Because you know, I guess even though most people who run bars and clubs and pubs, you know, they they're, they're night owls, I, I was never satisfied with with one venue. So I spent all night operating the venues that I had, and then all day running the office and, and trying to trying to find new ones. So come you know, 32, 33 years old, having done this for nearly 15 years, I think it was it was time to call it. A day, uh, and I'd, I'd spent so much time building those businesses, borrowing money, um, and uh, and I guess you know, taking credit and investment from uh, from alternative lenders, from uh, you know, from non-mainstream banks. Uh, that, that that I guess I I wanted to take that poacher term gamekeeper role. You know, I, I'd I'd learned how to become a lender by being such a prolific borrower for so many years. Uh, and and I'd, I'd always been I'd always been lending almost as a, as a side business from probably 2006 to you know to, to 2012, and from 2012 2013 onwards, I uh, I, I, I became became a full time lender. Um, and I guess you know, my my niche was was to to go and lend to businesses that I once was, you know, uh, entrepreneurs with a story. Uh, you know, businesses who had you know a good business model, you know, some some assets to secure against, you know, some 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 route to serviceability. But there was a story there why the mainstream lenders uh, you know, d- d- didn't want to partake. You know, maybe it was speed, maybe it was because it was a, a shunned sector. But you know, but there was still there was still opportunity in there, and that's and that's what I do today. You know, seven or eight years in this space now. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a lender come investor. And I, I I always introduce myself as a as a as a lender and entrepreneur who's made many many mistakes, and I've made my mistakes. So hopefully you guys don't have to. I guess I run a very hybrid model between lending, co-investing, and 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 and, and mentoring my borrowers. So that's where funding guru comes into play. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, funding guru, you know, to me, really is 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 the epitome of, of, of an alternative lender. You know, we, we operate in a in in the very non-mainstream space, uh, but but we're not just there to provide 
to, to provide financial support to our, to our customers. We're there to give them the benefit of my experience, you know, whether that whether that's in how we can help them operate their business or whether it's just in how we can actually uh, create a um, create a loan for them in the first place. Because obviously, you know, my my logic, my business ethos, my background uh, it permeates through my whole team, my credit team, my operations team. Everybody works works to my to my story, to my mentality, and that's that, that's that's ultimately what sets us apart from uh, you know from our competitors. That you know we are business people before we were lenders. And, you know, we, we, we were borrowers before we were lenders and, and we're very much there to understand and sit as a partner. Excellent. And is this just for businesses or uh, and consumer can also borrow money? No, I, I, I'm, I'm only in the space of, of, of lend, lending to businesses. Uh, yeah, we, we need, um, you know, there's, there's a place for everybody in the market, but, but consumer lending just, just isn't my thing. You know, I, I, I like um, a clear story, a clear, a clear business model and a, you know, a, a clear route to ultimately how, how are we going to get paid back or and how are we going to add value to somebody how are we going to add value to somebody's business so this uh, funding guru does it operate just in america or is it uh, global no no um, so funding guru operates in the uk um, so I mean, we, we lend to businesses all, all, all over the UK. Uh, I mean, me, I personally, you know, I've, I've, done, I've done business in Europe. I've done business, done business in the States, uh, you know, and, and uh, I've had, I've had positive experiences in, do, in doing all of that. But you know, ultimately, you know, lending is a, is a, is a very capital intensive game. Uh, and, and, you know, unless you are, you're probably, unless you're a national bank, you're never going to have enough money to, to, to lend to all the opportunities and invest in all the opportunities that, that come across your desk. Uh, so so you know, our, our niche works very well for us, for us in the UK. Uh, and yeah, that's not to say that we won't operate further afield in the future, but for now, uh, yeah, for now we've got a very nice space. And, and what's, um, I noticed that there's a, a company or a brand is called Brand Builders. Is that yours as well, Brand Builders? No. no? Oh, okay, so it might have been a mat, a different mat. <laughs> I was doing a search trying to find out. Um, and then you also have a podcast, right? Yeah, I've had a podcast now for about two years. So we, we operate as, as an audio podcast on Spotify and on iTunes. Uh, we, we also um, we're also on YouTube and I, I cut out cut out mini clips for Insta and Twitter and Facebook, etc. I mean, it's, it's something I started really as, as another route to create content about two years ago. Um, and yeah, for, for me, it's been a fantastic platform and opportunity to, yes. I guess, to get myself in front of other people to get my message across to you know, to lead generate and ultimately also to you know, to, to meet other fantastic entrepreneurs uh, you know uh, inspirational people celebrities who uh, you know many of who have become you know become a good part of my network uh, going forward yeah it's an excellent opportunity podcasting so i'm not sure if did you mention what what do you talk about is it is it do you interview people is it uh, you a- know I, I, I do. I do two things really. I um, I'll, I'll talk about topics myself, uh, and, and I'll also in, interview other uh, you know, inspiring people. You know, that they, they may be well known, they may be not so well known, uh, but they've all got a story to tell. And uh, you know, I've, I've come from a viewpoint of the fact that you know everybody's got something to teach somebody. Um, yes. And uh, you know, no, no matter who you are, no matter you know what, what I guess you know, what, what your background or what your walk of life, you know, everybody's got 
some experience in something that other people haven't got. Uh, and and you, you know, really the podcast is, is about extracting that story from interesting people. Um, and and I always say to my to my podcast guests, you know, b- b- before we start to record that there's there's no rules to the show. Uh, yeah. It's it, it's a fluid, organic chat, and all I really want to get out of it is that by the end of the conversation, we've got some tangible, actionable advice uh, that that my audience can take away with them. And that could be to do with motivation. It could be to do with uh, you know brand building. It could be to do with you know a specific business problem. And anything really, it's just a great chance to talk to great people and and, and get two messages across. Yeah, I share that passion as well. When I got into it, it was the the point that I, I enjoyed meeting people, and I felt and I have a, a a soft spot for entrepreneurs. So I said, hey, you know what? This is the best way to talk about and meet entrepreneurs and also provide aha moments for audience to kind of help them in their journey. So I definitely share what your, your passions are. I wanted to ask you about the nightclubs. Are they still around or are they? No, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not in that, not in that space anymore. Okay. That's great. And then um, I'm really curious about the Harley Haycox um, horse training farm. Um, is that still around or? Oh, Harley's my daughter and, yeah. uh, and she's just a, a riding obsessive. So uh, you know, I mean, there's no formal training training farm. You know, she she, she just uh, she just sp- spends all all her time riding horses and all, all my time trying to drag me down there with her. That's awesome. Yeah, because my next question was whether well, it's uh, Arabian horse training because those horses are beautiful. Um, yeah, but- no, 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 just just uh, eventing and show jumping, but not training the horses. Just just for riding them. Well, that's great. And you, you also opened, which really uh, got my attention. You opened her a diner when she was 11, right? Yeah. 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 She, uh, um, I mean, it was, it was a business opportunity um, with with another friend of mine, actually, that uh, I I thought, I thought the brand, the brand would have worked very well for Harley. uh, And, and and it it was, uh, it was a great PR opportunity and also, you know, a a kind of a fantastic chance for her to, uh, to get involved and and learn some skills and, um, and uh, I guess trying to start on her entrepreneurial journey. And that's excellent. And do you you provide mentorship as well? You know, I, I, I do. I mean, listen, I've, I've got I've got limited time. Uh, you know, as as, as I, I guess yourself and every, everybody who's in a busy space today does. A lot of the the businesses I'm invested in, uh, I've always effectively got un, un, unlimited mentorship time from me uh, you know i've had a few clients along the way who, who, who i've also worked with and helped where i can uh you know so for me i guess i try and get my mentorship help out to a wider audience through my youtube channel through my instagram through you know through my other social channels because i can i can hit a wider audience uh you know from a shorter space of time i mean i just i simply don't have the time the time that i would like you know to to to, to help as many people on an individual basis as i can uh, but i always say to people you know write, write to me on social drop me an email and i'll always try and include your questions and problems but you know when i'm when i'm making some content you know, you mentioned earlier about um, you had to make a decision. You had to actually find a motivation. You didn't need the motiva- motivation, but you had to kind of get things done, even though you bankrupt and you had to face yeah. all that trouble. You still, you have to agree, you must have had a pretty um, incredible mindset 
even though you had to do those things, there's so many people that kind of stop, right? They go to get a job or something. So you must have had the, the, the mindset to actually go out and do it again. Yeah, I, I, I guess for, for me, it was always the fact that, that, that I never... I, I never feared the down days. You know, I, I wasn't I wasn't ashamed of my position. Uh, you know, I I, uh, I, I wasn't going to let it get me down or let so-called friends, uh, you know, talk talk me into doing something that I I didn't want to do. You know, I knew I, I knew knew then and I know now that you know that, that building businesses and, and living an entrepreneurial life and, and journey is, is is my life, and that's going to have ups and it's going to have downs. Uh, and you know that was a obviously a pretty catastrophic down back at the time, uh, but uh, you know it, I, I very much believe that, um, that that mistakes are all learning experiences. And as long as I can see what I've done, what I've done wrong, how I can how I need to not repeat it again, um, then uh, you know I, I'm ready to get back on that horse and and and, and, tr- and try again. And look, I'm not, I'm not going to say to anyone it's easy. Uh, you know when, when you've had a had a successful business one day and a lot of money one day, and the next day you haven't got any of that, and you're starting from scratch. Of course, you know, of course, it's tough. Of course, you know, it can be demotivating or or, or, or demoralising at times. Uh, but you know, but, but but ultimately, how much more devoted, demotivating or demoralising is it going to be to not try and get back on that horse? Mm-hmm. You know, to, 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 I agree. To, to that position, you know, with with no money, you know, to to to, to not live out your dreams and and not try and you know, not try and create create the things you wanted to create. Like I said, I was 27 years old at the time. I was far far too young to uh, to stop and not and not give it a whirl again. And yeah, you know, I know sometimes when I say that answer, you know, it may sound overly simplistic, um, but you know, I, I also think you know most things in life. Are pretty simple, you know. They, they may not be easy, uh, but but um, but the answers themselves are, are, are pretty simple. And uh, you know, for me, it was it was two choices. You know, try and be successful again, or sit on the couch and watch shit TV all day, and uh, you know, not to, not 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 be able to give myself and my family the life that I, I want to. Yeah, you use your higher mental faculty perception. You actually used it for is how you look at it. That's what you mentioned. How you kind of perceived it. You know what? It happened, it happened. I have to get out of this. I have to fix it. It was that perception that was so powerful that got you back to where you are today, I think. 100%. And if there's somebody, not to mention COVID, but I'm saying like if there's somebody struggling and they're you know losing their business or they're facing something similar to what you went through, is there any yeah. advice or any kind of suggestion, any recommendation you could give an entrepreneur? You know, the, the biggest advice I can give to anyone, uh, you know, whether it's in that situation or, or, or any kind of struggling situation, whether it's a struggling situation because you're struggling to grow, or it's a struggling situation because you're about to hit a, hit, hit a downfall, it's it's to, to seek the help and advice from uh, you know from, from as many mentors as possible. A mentorship, uh, you know, both me giving it and me receiving. Other people is something that you know I, I drum on about you know uh, day after day nowadays. But it's it's something that I always say I I, I learnt. I say too late in life. Not I don't, it wasn't too late in life, but you know I, I wish I would have learned and appreciated the power of mentors so much earlier in my career. Uh, you know, for me, I'm, I'm about to turn forty. It's probably only whilst I've probably had informal mentors all my life um, because we, we always have those informal people around us. I never really sought out. 
uh, you know, formal learning experiences from the right people, probably until five or six years ago. Um, and you know, if I'd have done if I'd have done that from a much earlier point, uh, I'm sure my my rocky journey would have been a lot smoother. That's not to say it would have been without any problems, but you know, ultimately, you know, well, I say earlier on in this interview uh, that you know we learn from our mistakes. We do, but we could also learn less painfully from somebody else's mistakes. Um, and that, uh, and really that, that's, that's the power of mentors and mentorship. And, you know, when, when, when you're struggling, you may think your problem's unique. You may th- think it's the most insurmountable problem in the world. But the reality is there's probably hundreds of thousands of people who've suffered that problem long before you did. Uh, and, there's, and, and it's probably far from as complicated as you think it is. You just don't know the answer yourself. And, and, and for me, the, you know, the biggest piece of advice I can give is to, is to seek out the people who can help you on your journey. And you may think, you know, you may wonder, well, how do I find them? How do I ask them? And it really is as simple as, you know, just asking. You know, nine times out of ten, pe- pe- people want to give help. Uh, you know, pe- people want to support other people. Ask around. And, you know, if, if you don't, they may say no, but if you don't ask, you'll never find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree about the, the mentorship point because in my 20s, I wish I had made a decision to get a mentor. It would have changed everything. And I think now the entrepreneurs and newer ones, they're smarter than our time. I don't know, maybe, but I don't think a lot of entrepreneurs did seek mentorship back in, in our in our time when we started, uh, but now they are. They know the the foundation needs to be corrected. They need guidance because really you don't want to waste so many years with trial and error. Why don't you learn from someone who's already made it? Exactly. I totally agree. That's great. And also, we always like to ask what you feel your inner superpower is. Something that makes you feel like, okay, I got me. I have an idea of it, but I'd love to hear from your own words what you feel that is your superpower, inner superpower that got you to where you are today. Superpower. You know what? It's probably a question I've never, I've never been asked before. You know, I know. Normally, I talk to people. You know, I always get asked a variance on questions I've always been asked before. Yeah, for me, I think my superpower is that I'm. I'm always positive. Uh, you know, I, I always, I always see, I always try to see the best in situations. I mean, look, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, a lender, I'm a lender, I'm an investor, and I spend my day managing risk and looking at downside. But no matter how much downside I look at, I always try, I always try and find an upbeat solution with a smile on my face. And I think, you know, I always say, no matter how shit the day is, I'll probably still go to bed with a smile on my face. That is amazing. Great, great information. Thank you so much, Matt. It's been incredible to have you on the show. I'm honored and it was great information. Hopefully it provides value to the audience. And um, I'm glad that you came on. Well, thanks a lot for having me, buddy. It's been a pleasure. It was great. Thank you so much. Take care. 